my best year yet. Come on, do you believe that? Your best year yet. You know, every time I make that confession in my church, my mind's going, are you serious? You're bet 20, do you not know where you're at, what's going on? But you know what? I call those things that may not be as if they are. My Bible promises me in Haggai that your latter will be better than your former. Amen. Come on, say that. 2020 going to be my best year yet. If it's got to start today. Amen. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that ears are here to hear and hearts to receive and minds to comprehend. Father, I yield myself to the Holy Spirit and I ask you to speak directly through me. Every word, everything out of my mouth, Father, let it be directly from the throne room of heaven. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone said, amen, amen. Turn and give someone an air high five. No, you're not supposed to touch nobody unless you rode with them. Amen. And you can be seated. Amen. Wow, beautiful, beautiful worship. Come on, give the worship team. Didn't that just took us right into the presence of the Lord? And, um, you know, I love Word of Truth. I love this first family. Uh, I love the ministry that's happening here. I love this facilities. Isn't it just absolutely gorgeous? It's breathtaking. I was getting off the expressway over here, and I saw the, the name of the church on the back, the website, and just it's a staple in this community. Amen. And I believe God's doing above and beyond what you and I could imagine or think right here through Word of Truth. Amen. And through Pastor Evan, Pastor Sarah, amazing family, the staff, everybody. So good to be here. Listen, Pastor Evan asked me to, to speak. And so, um, you know, I was praying. I've been on vacation. I just flew in from uh, Cancun and flew into Dallas. And while I was there, several, several times God kept waking me up. And dropping this in my spirit. I don't know if it's for somebody here today. uh, Or if it's someone online. I do believe that it's a word in due season. Somebody say in due season. You know there there could sometimes God give you a word. Drop something in your spirit. That could be for later on. Could be for uh, you may not be facing it today. But you may face it in a few weeks from now. Amen. And if you got that word on the inside of you, you'll know how to respond. You'll know what to do. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that verse. I remember that scripture. I remember what was taught in church. I, I'm going to practice that. I'm going to imply that in my life. Amen. And the other day, the Lord woke me up early in the morning and on vacation. I don't like getting up early in the morning. I, I like staying up late and sleeping in. Amen. Going and right before they close down the buffet at the resort you know what i mean and get me a homemade waffle and three eggs over easy and bacon and uh whatever they got on the buffet i'm I'm just all in you know what i'm saying like don't they come and start talking to me don't talk right now we'll talk when we're done eating but we're not talking right now amen uh but the lord woke me up the other morning and it just over and over dropped this in my spirit i heard these words be still be still. Over and over, I kept hearing God just say, be still. Be still. Chad, be still. Come on, somebody all over this room and online say, be still. I was reminded of the verse in uh, Psalms chapter 46 in verse uh, 10. It says, be 
still and know the Lord your God. Be still and know that I am God and I will be exalted among the nations. Over and over it just kept turning over in me that, uh, uh, and I believe that when God is talking to me, it's not just for me. I believe there'll be people in my path, there'll be things I'll face, there'll be stuff coming down the road that it will be a right now word, it'll be in due season. You know, the word to be still means to uh, patiently wait. It means to be at rest in God. It, it means to know that everything's going to work out for my good. Right now, I don't need to make any sudden movement. I don't need to make any sudden decision. I need to be still and know that God is God. I was reminded in Hebrews chapter 13, and I believe it is in verse 6, if it is, uh, where Jesus says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Come on, somebody. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, that God never changes. God's the same. He's constant. He's steady. He's the most reliable. He's the most trusted. He, he, he's closer than a friend. He'll, he'll love you better than your mama will love you. I mean, he never changes. I, I could see why God would say to me personally, Chad, be still right now. No sudden movement. No sudden changes, no sudden decisions. Be careful how you step. Be, be careful what's coming out of your mouth. Be careful what you're believing. Be careful what you're listening to. Why? Because things we hear, things we see, there could be something going on and all of a sudden it'll alert you and it'll cause a sudden movement. Somebody say a sudden movement. Your bank account could have a sudden change. Your job could have a sudden change. Something off the wall. Something off the radar. Next thing you know, it alarms you. It alerts you like, what is going on? Could be like 2020 is. Could be, oh my Lord, what in the world is happening this year? Are you mean to tell me it's going to keep going on? The numbers are getting higher. Well, what is happening? But all through the scripture... When God was about to reverse everything, when God was about to shift everything for the people of God's favor, he always showed up and said, be still and know that I am God and I'm God all by myself. Come on, somebody. Why? Because if I'm not careful... I get my trust in the wrong things. I get my trust in people. I get my trust in my finances. I I put my trust in the areas, areas of my life that cannot be trusted. They're temporary. They're they're subject to change. Uh, Psalms 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I'm God all by myself. I was thinking about this the other day, that that. If God cannot change, God is not able to change, God will not change, then that means my circumstance, hear me this morning, my problems, my my physical 
uh, health challenges, my financial stress, if God can't change, then that means my situation has to change. That means my problem has to change because God doesn't change. His word is the same yesterday and today and tomorrow. So just because you got over it then and you're facing it today, that God that brought you out then, he's going to bring you out today. He's going to bring you out tomorrow because God doesn't change. You know what else doesn't change? God's word doesn't change because God and his word are one. You know what else doesn't change? God's ways don't change. You know what I love about God? You don't got to wake up every day and all of a sudden God's got a new way. God's got a new plan. It's like, Lord, I thought you want me to go this way. Now you want me to go this way. Now you want me to go that way. No, God's word don't change. God's will don't change. God's ways don't change. I'm kind of shouting and screaming in here this morning. Amen. But I kept hearing the Lord say, Chad, be still and know that I'm God. Put, put your faith and put your trust in me in any situation you're facing, in any problems that you come across, any adversity that rises up against you. Because if God doesn't change, I'll say it again, and he cannot change, that means whatever you're going through, it has to change. It doesn't change for the worse. It has to change for the better. Why? Because everything I face in life, God is going to take that situation, and the Bible says it always, all the time, in every situation works out for my good. You better put a praise on it, get up and do a little hallelujah. You better do something. Some of y'all looking at me like a cow looking at a new gate. Who put that there? I'm going to read in the amplified version. Psalms 46 and verse 10 says, Let be and be still. Man, that jumped out. I looked at that. Let be and be still. Means get your mouth off of it. Get your hands off of it. Get your mind off of it. Get your worry off of it. Leave that alone. And your position is be still. I thought you were coming out of that. I am. I am. How you know you're coming out? Because the God that's never failed me, the God that did it before, he's the God that cannot change. He'll do it again and again and again. So my job is to let be and be still. I was a hyperactive kid, in and out, trying to get medicine when I was young, read backwards in the second grade, had to repeat it. I've shared my story before, had to ride the short bus. I was in special ed. Everything about me was special. My mom said, I said, Mom, why do I got all these special classes and special teachers and special rooms and a special bus? She said, because you're so special. In other words, for me to stand still, I had uh, what you call uh, an attention deficit disorder. It was easily for me to get distracted. It, it was easy for me to get off. I, I may start out something within seconds. I'm doing something else. I mean, they say stand in line. I, didn't, I, tr- I knew I needed to stand in line, but I couldn't stand in line. I started noticing everything and everybody. And I, I said, oh, no, I'm changing. I'm moving. And I kept getting in trouble over and over because all they needed me to do is be still. 
They didn't need me to ask how long I got to be still. Why do I got to be still? All they were looking for me to do is be still. See, sometimes being still could be the hardest thing for us to do. Am I talking to anybody in this room or is this all just for me? Was God just talking to me? If I'm talking to you online, you need to make some comments, send some emojis up, whatever you're doing. You need to get up, do a little jig, little shout, get a picture, send it to the church because I'm telling you something. Being still, especially for charismatic, pew-jumping, tongue-talking, fire-breathing, Holy Ghost-filled, Pew jumping, holy rollers. We get a witness. Ooh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> oh, he's in the building. No, he was here all the time. He never changes. He never leaves you. You just recognize he's here. You know, people like me that are easily distracted. Uh, in my church, when I'm preaching, I can't have no moving going around in there. They're like, man, he's very strict about that. I can't get up, do this, do this, because it's not, I have a problem with it in the church, is that I will be preaching. They say, I know, I'm watching the person walk out. My mind's going, where are they going? They leaving, they mad, they upset. I can easily, <laughs> I got to get my wife and my kids to look straight at me. And every once in a while, write something down. I don't care if you're making a grocery list or not. Write something down. At least when I see them, it looks like they're paying attention. It looks like they're enjoying it. But I could be just preaching away and look over there. And my wife's at her phone scrolling, scrolling. I, I just, what is she doing? What, what is she? I'm like one of those horses that need them things on, them blinders on, because you can't, so you don't look to the right. You don't look to the left. God told Joshua, look straight ahead. Are y'all with me this morning? Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. When I looked up the definition of being still, it said um, it is to remain in place or at rest in peace or patiently waiting. I thought, no, I can preach right there. Because if I put my trust in God, then my position as a believer is to remain in my place. I don't need to get out of line. I don't need to ask, when is it going to happen? Where is it going to happen? Why is it going to happen? No, if my trust is in God, then I need to remain in place. Because if you get out of line, you may wind up in the back of the line. No, I need to stay right where I am. Keep doing what I've always been doing. Why? Because I'm going to be still. Come on, somebody shout, be still. And know that he is God. And then it stood out to me this definition of wait patiently. And I've looked over in Psalms chapter 40 and verse 1 through verse 3. I'm going to read it to you. It said, I waited patiently 
and expectantly for the Lord, and he heard me. Come on, somebody. How many of you know? He hears you when you cry out. He hears you when you talk to him. He hears you when you come before him. He hears you when you worship him. He said, I waited patiently and expectantly for the Lord, and he heard my cry. He drew me up out of the horrible pit of destruction and out of the miry clay, out of the slime pit, and he set my feet on a solid, steady rock. He establishing my goings. He gave me a new song. He put a new song in my mouth. He, he filled me with praise. He, he did something in me that can't no doctor do in me, can't no money do in me, can't no individual do for me. Only God can do what God can do. You know what I declare over you today? If you'll be still and let that be, God is going to raise you up. God is going to put a new song in your mouth. He's going to put some praise in your feet. You're going to have new life. You're going to see things better than you ever seen it. But it sounds so simple. But it's so hard for Christians. We always want to help God. The Bible says, hold your peace and I'll fight your battle. But when it's taking too long, okay, God, I, I, I was waiting over there, but ain't nothing happening. Somebody has got to tell them about it. Somebody's got to stop them. Somebody, and God's like, listen, I need you to let it be. I need you to be still and hold your peace because I'm working on something for you. I'm going to bring something for you. I'm going to turn it around for you. I'm shifting things for you. You're going to come out better than you started. God don't change, so my situation has to change. The Bible says God's blessed me and going to make me a blessing. But if I'm not careful, I'll start looking at the bank account, my savings account, my checkbook, my job. That ain't no blessing. I got to go get me a blessing. I got to find a blessing. I'm praying for a blessing. And he says... Be still. Know that I'm God. Wait patiently. Do you know why a lot of people struggle waiting? Being patient? They think the longer they wait, they're going to be denied. But you know, patience, the Bible says in the book of James, is a virtue. It, it's something special, God says. It's a virtue. And he says, let patience have a perfect work in you that you be complete and never wanting or never lacking in anything. In your, you ain't going to lack joy. You're not going to lack peace. You're not going to lack love. You're not going to lack understanding. You're not going to lack finances. You're not going to lack in your health. Because see, patience means this, the ability to handle delay. You know how I know I'm not being patient? You know how I know to do my own little checklist on Chad that I'm not patiently waiting what God tells me to do? 
is when delay starts controlling me. I'm tired of waiting. I ain't waiting another day. Honking my horn. Move, move, get out of the way. Drive around them, look at them. Hello? I mean, I got a special radar detector because my car only knows one speed, fast. And there's always those, you know them, talking on the phone or driving, texting. I, I think I just landed on something. And you know, they're either on the phone or they're texting while they're driving. And that's why they're in the fast lane driving slow. See, I'm always, my mind is just because you don't got nowhere to be, don't get in the way where I got to be. I'm trying to get somewhere. You know, what's funny is every time I'm out passing people, it happens every time. It's like God trying to teach me a lesson. I mean, I'm passing, boom, boom, boom. I mean, going back. Next thing you know, I I pull up to a red light, and I'm sitting at the red light, and they all pull up right beside me. I thought I was winning. I thought I was getting somewhere. I thought I was making some things happen. And God's like, if you would just learn to handle delay instead of delay handling you. Am I talking to somebody in here? Bible says, be angry and sin not. I've heard a lot of people say, well, Jesus got angry, boy. He went in there. He whipped them out. He da, 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 da. See, the scripture says you could be angry, but sin not. You know what that means? The day you let anger control you, you're sinning. I done hit something in here. They're probably fixing to escort me out the back door. Why? Because God don't want anything controlling you but his word. God don't want anything controlling you but his ways. God don't want anything controlling you but his presence. That's why the scripture says, be still and know that I am God. Chad, you're not God in this situation. You don't get to decide. You don't get to determine. You don't get to uh, put revenge on it. You don't get to change it. It's not up to you. I'm the God that orders your steps and I'll bring you into the right place at the right time with the right people. I'll remove the wrong people. I'll shut doors. I'll open doors. And every door in Revelation chapter 3, every door God opens, man can't close it. Bible says God goes before me and he opens the door. Revelation chapter 3. And no man could close it. One lady came to me one day standing out in the foyer and I could tell she was pretty. She, everybody kept, ma'am, could I help you? She, no, 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 no. She, she's waiting on me. And I was like, I saw her out the side of my eye. I was like, somebody find out what's wrong. Because those type of conversations are not the ones I'm looking for after church. I need pat on the back. Good job. We love you. This lady's over there. They kept. Ma'am, nope, nope. I walked up to her. She said, I said, can I help you? She said, you sure can. I'm very upset. I'm disappointed with you. I said, why? She said, you preached 
A couple weeks ago that God opens the door and no man could close the doors he opened. I said, well, yeah, that's what the Bible said. She said, well, I, I got a bone to pick to you. I know God opened this door for me. And this past week, that door was slammed shut on me. And you said no man could close the door. If God opened the door, why did that door close? I said, because the Bible says if he opens the door, no man could close it. And she just looked at me with them hard eyes like you're a false prophet. I said, hang on. The scripture's the truth. And if you know the truth, it'll make you free. I said, no one can close the door God opened. Yes. So God had to close that door. And if God closed that door, calm down, word of truth. Don't charge the stage. Where's... Where's the police officer? Everybody calm down. Easy, people. Easy. No cartwheels. Do you know the good news? If God closes it, he'll open up another door. And the door he opens is going to be a big, wide, beautiful, amazing door because God has your best interest at his heart, on his mind. So if he shuts the door, he's like, you don't need to be in there no more. I've taken you out of that environment. I've taken you out of that room. I'm bringing you out of that door. And I'm going to open you up a better door. You're going to have a better life. Come on, somebody. Give God praise. Let me wrap it up. I'm almost done. Who gives me five more minutes? Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. Isaiah 40 and verse 31 says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Do you know, Pastor Che, how I know I'm not waiting patiently is when I grow weaker. See, if I'm waiting on the wrong person, the wrong stuff, my job, my supervisor, my spouse, my kids, my church, and my waiting is not in the proper place, my waiting has to be upon the Lord. You know what? Waiting upon the Lord, the Bible says, but they that wait upon Him means I'm putting all my cares, I'm putting all my worries. It's just like this pulpit here. I'm up on the Lord. <laughs> there it is. I ain't holding on it. There it is. I put it on Him. And he says, if you'll wait upon the Lord, your strength will be renewed. In this season that you're in, you're going to be stronger. You're going to get wiser. You're going to get better. Your strength will be renewed. Let me wrap it up. Do you know why people struggle waiting or being still? Is fear. See, fear wants to control things. 
Fear wants to control you. So the hardest thing for Christians to be still and have their trust in God and wait upon the Lord is because fear tries to get in and tell you it may not turn out like you thought it was going to. Why is it not happening yet? You said it was already going to happen. You done confessed it. You done said you possessed it. You got a picture of it. You've been driving by it. You've been doing all. You've been fasting for it. You've done everything you can do in the natural. But fear wants to control you. Fear will cause you to move too soon. Fear will get you to do things You never thought you would see yourself doing. Fear will cause you to get weaker. Fear will cause you to quit. Fear will always cause you to get out of the place God planted you, the set place, and get you trying to move and find somewhere else and find something better because your senses and your feelings are not being properly addressed and fear will cause you to want to fix it all by yourself. Amen. But the Bible says to be still. Look with me in uh, Exodus chapter 14, if you'd go there with me. Exodus, the 14th chapter. Exodus chapter 14. And Come on, somebody say, I will not fear. Fear's got to go. I'm going to let God have his way. God the same yesterday. Today and forever. He's the God that never changes. Fear is always a tool of the enemy. So fear is the opposite of faith. I know you're well taught here in this church. Fear is the opposite of faith. So you're either in faith or fear. There's no in between. Faith says act like it's already done. Fear says, I don't know how long I can wait. I, I don't know if I can wait much longer because I need it to happen now. I need it to happen soon. But Moses was trying to lead the people of children of Israel. And so Moses goes and talks to God. And in verse 13, Exodus 14, 13 says it. Uh, and Moses said unto the people, fear you not. And stand still. Come on, listen to this. Fear not and stand still. Come on, listen. If fear's controlling you and fear's dominating you, it will be almost impossible to stand still, to remain at peace, to remain in your place. Don't get out of line. Don't try to do something. Don't try to quit something. But stand still. But the only way I can stand still, according to the Word of God, He says you got to stop fearing or you won't be able to stand still. Come on, somebody. i got to fear not and stand still. Listen to what he says. Fear not, stand still, and you will see the salvation of the Lord. Well, Reverend, I'm already saved. That's why I'm here. I'm already saved. What do you mean? I don't need to get saved. I'm saved. That's not what that word means. That word salvation there means sozo in the Greek. 
The word sozo in the Greek means baby girl, my man, men of God, people of God. Sozo means whatever you have need of. God's got it. God's going to take care of it. Whatever your need is, whatever your want is, whatever you got going on, don't get in fear and stand still. And God's going to supply everything what He said He would do. He's going to bring you out. He's going to take you through it. He said, you'll see the salvation of the Lord, which He will show you today. Can I just prophesy for a minute and I just declare to you today it starts today. It turns around today. It's working for your good today. On this day, uh, the what are we at? November 15th, 2020. God is shifted. He is reversing. He's working it out for your good. You're going to come out better. This is going to be your best year yet. Amen. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Got some wildfire in this church. Look what he says. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you will see them no more again forever. For the Lord will fight for you and you will hold your peace. See, I want to give people peace in my mind sometimes. One time I was praying, Lord, I just can't, I can't be still. I can't remain at peace. I'm struggling. He said, you know why you don't have no peace? Because you've given everyone a piece of your mind. And you don't have nothing in there left to give nobody. That's why you're bankrupt. That's why you're only empty. He said, I'm not asking you to be at peace in you. I'm letting you to be peace with me. Jesus said, I give you peace. In this world, you're going to have trials. You're going to have tribulations. But be of good cheer. I've already overcome it for you. Peace I leave with you. Not my peace, he said, but the peace that only comes from the Father. I love where he says, Today I'm going to show you. You see those Egyptians that have been chasing you? They don't want what I want for you. They don't have my interest for you. See, that's what the Egyptians, they, 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 were, they didn't like because the children of Israel were the chosen people of God. Meaning really God put his hand on them to lead. And if they would have not complained they would have never just remained. But if they'd have started praising, they'd have started getting raised. See, God put his hand on the children of Israel to lead Egypt. But the Egyptians got mad. Well, why didn't God choose me? Why ain't God doing it for me? He says, what I do for one, I'll do for another. But I got to find me a leader. I got to find somebody that's going to be a trailblazer. I got to find somebody that's going to stand when everybody else is quitting. I'm about to close. You know what that means? Nothing. <laughs> See, we we could find in Scripture a pattern to follow. Abraham 
God told Abraham, you're going to have a child. You're going to have a son, Isaac. Abraham couldn't even have children. Sarah, Sarah couldn't produce. But God tells Abraham, you're going to have a son. And the blessing is going to be from Abraham to Isaac and Jacob, which God changed his name to Israel, chosen. Do you know Abraham waited 25 years for Isaac? I can't wait 25 seconds, 25 minutes, 25 days. I can't even handle 24 hours. Abraham waited 25 years for Isaac to be born. See, Abraham shows us there's only one way to wait. There's only one way to be still. In Romans chapter 4, verse 17, 18 through 20, 21, he says, For he became fully persuaded that if God said it, he means it. That God promised it, it will happen. It will come. He staggered not at his own body or even looking at his wife when they couldn't even have the ability to have kids. He staggered not. He didn't even consider himself as the reason why it won't happen. But he become fully, somebody shout, fully persuaded that if God said it, he'll do it. And he was tempted. Abraham and Sarah, Sarah said, we're not able to do this, but God's saying this. You know what they did? Y'all know the story. They said, instead of waiting on the blessing, we'll make us a blessing. So they got with one of his handmaids that could have children. And next thing you know, they had Ishmael. And they tried to bring Ishmael and present him to God. It's not that God didn't have plans for Ishmael. But Ishmael wasn't Isaac. God always got to start with a seed. He, he always starts with the first thing before you move to the next thing. In other words, you take the first step of what he says before step two and step three. See, Ishmael was not accepted because Ishmael wasn't the promise. But Isaac was. And the only way it happened is Abraham become fully persuaded that if God said it, he would do it. If you're taking notes, write this last scripture down. Romans 8 verse 27 says, And we know that all things work together for the good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. Do you know everyone in this room and online today, you're called? And the fact you're watching and here today, you love God. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God never changes. Can I just finish up right here and tell you today that all things, yes, the Bible says all, all in the Bible means all, all things, the good, the bad, the ugly, the negative, the hurtful, the, the sickness, whatever it is, all things are going to work for your good. How in the world can God take 
and make something good out of the mess that I've been in. Because God is a creator, not a manufacturer. Creator has to have something to work with. A manufacturer works with nothing. So when you feel like nothing, you can't see nothing, and it acted like nothing. He goes, you're in the best spot because I'm a creator. I'm not a manufacturer. I'm going to take nothing, and I'm going to make something. Come on, would you stand with me and let's give the Lord a shout of praise. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for those people on my right and my left. I thank you for those online today. God, I declare today your will, your way be done. That you're working all things together for our good. Lord, I declare today that we're going to let it be and we're going to stand still. We're going to be still and we will see the deliverance of our God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let it go right now. Drop that thing. Let it go. Roll that care on the Lord. Put it in God's hands. Wait upon the Lord. And I pray and declare a new song. A new praise. I declare strength be restored. God, I declare you renew them with wings as eagles. That they rise up. They go forward and they see everything you've promised. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless your word of truth. Hallelujah.